This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Not everything metal was created equal. What an ugly thing to say. The Metal Sucks Podcast. Chickity Chuck and Godless attempt to bring order to chaos or just make stupid jokes about dumb people. Stupid. A person below normal intelligence. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast. Greetings and salutations, my fine metal friends. Welcome to another edition of the Metal Sucks Podcast. How you doing? I'm Chuck. I'm Godless. And this is your weekly examination of all things metal, the Metal Sucks Podcast, brought to you this week by E1 and Whores. Whores are going to be releasing, or actually released, gold last Friday on the 28th via E1 Entertainment, the first on their new label home. Gold will be available overseas via SPV. The debut LP recorded at Parhelion Studios with producer Ryan Besh, who produced uh, bands like Helmet, Fu Manchu, Melvin's artwork for Gold, done by Patrick Copeland, and it's a follow-up to the highly buzzed about 2013 EP Clean, which was widely cheered by critics, including myself. Uh, the band will join Torch in supporting Red Fang later this fall. Great tour. Oh, so good. Dates kick off on November 18th at Slim's in San Francisco. Spanning coast to coast and be wrapping up at the uh, Wonder Ballroom in Portland on December 17th. So get out there and uh, grab a copy of Whore's new record, Gold. It's uh, in the stores or on iTunes, you know, wherever you can get the damn thing. Man, we're going to listen to a song from them later on in the show. So, yeah, very good stuff. Support Whore's, man. Support them. Indeed. Now, uh, make sure that you are subscribed and you support us, too. You know, on iTunes, uh, Google, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, you can get the Metal Sucks podcast. Just search it. You can find it. And that way... It comes right to your device. You hit subscribe, and boom, and there it is. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. You can even leave a, leave a couple stars. Tell us that we suck. We'd appreciate that. Tell a friend, that sort of Thank thing. You. Yeah, that's a, that's a good thing. You can also find us on social media. I'm at Bearded Ape. I am at Godless Speaks. Godless Speaks on uh, Facebook and Spotify. And if you want to like support us, we would appreciate your patronage at uh, patreon.com slash chuckandgodless or chuckandgodless.com. That's where you can, you know, chip in a couple of bucks, maybe get some extras from the show. You know, you you definitely get the show a few days in advance. Like this past week, you got it, um, you got it way in advance because I was uh, I was out of town all weekend, so I dropped the show like on Wednesday, I think, is when I put it on Patreon. So the, our episode one sixty eight with uh, Jessica was was like way early. You know, so, you know, when you got shit to do sometimes, you know, you gotta, you gotta skeet out, you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, that conversation with Jessica Pimentel from Orange is the New Black, I, I just listened to it again, and man, she was so cool. What a great sport, you know? Yeah, totally, man. And like, I mean, nice lady, dude. And I mean, I know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was funny. Somebody else was talking to me about it. Like, she sounded a little... A little hesitant at first, and then you get everybody kind of warmed up. It's like, hey, dude, that's how everybody is around me anyway. Man. It's like, I, I don't, don't know about that dude, bro. And then sooner or later, they come around and go, maybe he's okay. And then at the end, by, by the end, they're like, okay, I got to get out of here. Thanks. All right. See you later. <laughs> so, no, I, it's good fun. All, all I got to say is the interview that I want more than any other right now is that ex-boyfriend she kept on talking about. <laughs> that man you know it's one thing to like you know you, you go to the store you pick your numbers and then you watch tv or you check on the internet the next day and your numbers didn't come in it's another thing when you got all the right numbers and before you go to collect you lose the ticket oh. you know what i mean mm-hmm. that's that's a that's that's gotta hurt 
what just are you got her. what are you saying she's uh, she's a cash cow i mean that's not right what no, are you, I mean, no, come no, on. What, what i'm you talking saying about? she's a prize man she, yeah, she she's an intelligent attractive successful metalhead uh, <laughs> potentially awesome. wealthy woman yeah that's a that's a catch that you know look no no guy out there is is much fun to hang out with you don't want to marry a guy that's the truth of the matter right but mm. us guys who are at least relatively intelligent are able to put up a front for long enough that we can convince somebody to marry us you're dating then, self yeah 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 then then you can slowly sort of like you know devolve back into your real being you know and uh and and that dude missed it just totally missed it I, t- I completely disagree with that because i ha- i was i was fully devolved at the point where i met my wife and now that that's actually what made me charming to her at least that's what she said anyway i mean i, I haven't changed much since then i know that maybe devolved a little bit and uh, but but for the most part i was kind of broken and all the way at the bottom rung and yeah fuck it i'm gonna tell the truth this time when i'm dating this chick and next thing you know <laughs> it all works out it's like it's pretty awesome so I don't know, man. I mean, uh, I kind of disagree with that a little bit, man. Well, you're a better person than I am because there's no way in the world the truth would have worked with this woman, let alone <laughs> any other I ever dated. Uh, oh yeah, she would realize what she realized now. Now she's trapped. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit, you're screwed. <laughs> There's like lawyers involved. Oh, yeah, uh, we totally. got like, you know, mortgage. Oh, it's all like, you know, put this money together. Oh, it's a son of a bit. Yeah, now there's too much shit. You know, you can't break it off. I, I was like, you know, a single frugal guy. I worked my ass off when I was single. Like, I never took vacations. I I only ever ate Kraft macaroni and cheese even when I had money, right? And and I, I never made much, but, like, I just never spent anything. I, I never went out, never did anything. And so, like, you know, I was debt-free. I didn't even know I could get into debt, you know? And then, you know, I met my oh, I my wife. <laughs> she As soon as she's out of debt, I'm like, let's merge our accounts together just to, like, you know, make it really hard for her to get away at that point it's like you know whose money is whose I, that, you know, no way to know <laughs> see i was a complete opposite i knew exactly how much debt i could get in and just went fucking head first into it man uh, you know and of course you know met somebody who did exactly the same thing uh, so yeah, you know we're we're peas in a pod when it comes to that shit, man. So, but 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 at the same time, she's trapped because of that as well. Like you're so not you, going to be able to pay all this off either. <laughs> and, no, I I brought this up a little bit because you know Segway City, but like you uh you like are responsible responsible for you know fooling another woman into marrying a dude. Well, you did that this past weekend. That's pretty kick ass. Well, dude, I mean, yeah, it, it, that was my first, my first wedding. Yeah, actually, uh, you know, I, I became an online or a minister. You know, I went through the process mm-hmm. online and I got ordained and all that stuff. So I actually performed a wedding ceremony this weekend for old friends. Like I've known these people for over twenty years, uh, and it's both cr- of them. Uh, yes, actually, and because they're old, like college friends, and she's a sister of another friend of mine, and he and like the older, a couple of years older. Uh, and you know, Ernesto, he's like, I've been a friend of his since I lived in the dorms at, at, at Southwest Texas state. So that was like 93 ish, uh, like, like back then. So I've known these people and a lot of the guys that were there. There's a picture of all the dudes that we all hung out with. And there's like six or seven of us have, that I've known for over 20 years that were all there. So, so, yeah, so yeah, Ernesto crazy. has been able to keep this lucky woman like 
in the wings wondering whether he was going to commit for 20 years? Oh, no, no, no. No, this is this is the dude. Uh, and this is one of the things that I said, like, in my ceremony is like, you know, the, it's it's really always fascinating to me how uh, two people can how you can end up with your feet in one certain spot at any given moment. And the two people that were standing in front of me went completely different paths and came around to completely different ways, but they are standing right here at the same moment together. And that was what was crazy because they they've known each other for that long. They then this was like just a, maybe a couple of years in the making. You know what I'm saying? This wasn't like 20 years in the making. This was just a couple of years in the making. So, you know, she's been married. He's been married. They he's lived in other states away from us. He's been used to travel for a living. And, you know, she, you know, you know what I'm saying? So it's like this complete weird weird road to kind of get back home to where you sort of belong and it's kind of crazy that that that's how it wound up and it's really cool which was kind of kind of neat because it it made my job really easy because the story is in itself actually pretty charming and pretty awesome so i just kind of you know glommed onto that a little bit and you know made a little mushy here and there and then and okay it all worked out Biggest problem I had during the wedding was that I married a wife and a wife. Uh, you know, I got a, I typed my shit out and I'm like, damn it. Uh, but it made for a good, like, same sex marriage joke. So, you know. <laughs> oh, you mean, you mean the other wedding you did was, uh, was, no, a, no, a, I, I had a flub. I had a flub. I was like, uh, you know, ask her if she takes oh. him to be his lawfully, a lawfully wedded wife. That's awesome. So I flubbed and I was like, well, you know, it's my, this is originally was my same sex marriage ceremony. So, you know. Uh, you know, like I had like here in Ireland, you know, uh, we, we don't have like uh, 20th century uh, uh, appliances. So I, I had to have like oil delivered. So I had to keep the house <laughs> oil warm delivered for the winter oil delivered. Like, right? from, like, where do you get where do you get oil? Like big old oil trick pulls up with a big tube. They run it into the backyard. They throw it into a boiler. That's a thing. Pump that up. It's a thing, man. I'm telling you, it's crazy. But like, the, you know, the, who do you picture is the dude who delivers the oil? It's like the dude of dudes, you know, and and he comes in and he's got his thick Northern Irish accent. He sounds like Brad Pitt and Snatch, right? Yeah. yeah. And and yeah, I, I can't make up heads or tails of what he's saying, but whatever it is, it's extremely macho. And like at some point, I discern he's asking me have i scheduled a boy the boiler to get its annual checkup or something like that but he's using like really macho terms and i'm standing there and i'm just thinking of like chelsea manning and um uh, bruce jenner uh, i'm caitlin jenner you know i'm thinking you know there are these dudes out there who've like decided you know what I, i'm die i'm tired of being a dude i'm gonna be a I'm, I, I think i'm more like a chick i think it's good to go and, and that's their personal choice but i'm wondering as i'm talking to this guy whether it could it could eventually turn into like somebody's dudeness can be forcibly revoked and if that happens that's that's me and, well, and my yeah. wedding like pulling your man wedding, card yeah 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 at my wedding if you had said you know uh uh you know do you take uh, uh, her to be your lawfully wedded husband or whatever. I that that's exactly where I was <laughs> and and ultimately that's what everybody kind of agreed to was that nah, he's yeah. kind of a bitch. All right, there we go. All right, <laughs> <laughs> so it all worked out. No, no, it was, you know, and, and too is all it was all fucking friends and shit too. So no, it was a lot of fun, man. And you were uh, nervous, crazy. Oh, dude, I'm nervous as shit, man. I mean, because the other thing that I have is, is that I can ad lib like crazy. You know, I just talk forever. You know, obviously, if you listen to the fucking podcast, you know that I can just whatever. Just kind of wing it, and that's kind of how I roll. I don't write anything down. I just kind of. I wrote this shit out. 
I have. I was all prepped for it, and this and that fucked me up more than anything else. Because then if I got off track, if I ad-libbed a little bit, then I couldn't get back on to what I was saying. It sounded weird. You know, so then I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, well, how do I bring that? And, you know, and to me, I'm like, I'm just a flow guy. Normally when I'm, I'm literally, I've done like plenty of things where you're on stage, you intro people and you talk about this or you talk about that. And bullet points are fucking great. You know, yes. bullet points are fucking awesome because it gives you a framework to work by and you can kind of parse things in and fill in the gaps and do all that stuff and ad lib a little bit. But when I type this shit out verbatim and that just uh, that I just not that guy. And then I realized that I'm not that guy on Saturday. So, yeah, it's kind of a kind of an interesting thing. And I, and I was admittedly I was a little nervous, you know, so but it was my first time I had to break my cherry at some point. I always find like these uh, these love stories are always interesting to me, and I, I you know they 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 probably don't listen to the podcast. And probably, <laughs> probably not. You know, freak out if they were like we're being talked about. And no, people around the world are listening to. It. But I'd be like, you know, what is that's so interesting the way that like you could come across somebody and then not attracted to them enough at least to try to pursue something, uh, or if one did, the other one didn't reciprocate, but. You know, you go through all these other life experiences, you change a little bit as a person, but you're still the same type of person you were. And then, yes, and no, dude, I I don't know about that. You know, I I don't quite agree with that. I mean, like I think about like I just looking at the the people that, like I said, the people that I married this weekend, you know, knowing Ernesto as, as well as I have for as long as I have. I look at that dude 20 years ago. And yeah, fuck you if you're going to marry him 20 years. You know what I mean? It's like he's a completely yeah. different dude now. He, and and he's the same. He's got the same sort of personality, but at this, he's a much more mature guy and a lot different than he was then. You know what I'm saying? So he's he's taken on the world a lot differently. And I think we all sort of have to grow. We grow into those things. And and I don't think a, a lot of people get married before they're mature enough to be able to handle that shit. So that's why you fucking break up and shit. So I Isn't mean, it one of those situations like where we're like 20 years ago, he was like an eight and she was like a four. <laughs> and then 20 years later, they they, they slowly no, he's no. gone down to like a six and she's up to a six. No, 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 no. They're tens in my book. Both of them. So oh, it's all, it's all good. I love those. I love them all. I do. I do. They're awesome people. Man. Well, I'm shit, dude. I mean, physical attract. Well, that, fuck, dude. In the most shallow thing in the world. I'm That's down to I'm a three at this point, so I got nowhere to talk about anything. So <laughs> it's like, yeah. Oh God, look at that dude. What happened to that guy? Oh my God. Yeah, just wait. And next year we're gonna. I want to. I want to do the Metal Sucks podcast 2018 swimsuit calendar. You know, that's what I'm thinking. Whatever, dude. There's a, there's a guy on Facebook right now who's uh I I can't remember his name, but he's like uh. He's a lumberjack dude, right, and with a big beard, and he's been taking the, like uh, Daisy Duke shorts and suspenders and doing a whole lumberjack catalog thing. I was like, motherfucker, god damn it, he beat yeah. me to it. I was like, yeah. dude, it's awesome. And he's probably <laughs> going to be making hand over fist on that fucking calendar, man. I'm like, shit, <laughs> shit. Uh, I totally could have just played on my fatness, and no, I didn't. Uh, can't even do that right, son of a bitch. Uh, but I don't know, man. I, I picture you topless, like, you know, like. Yeah, that's uh, what it know, is. At, at Whataburger, and then you're topless, you know. Oh, dude, no, it's him, like, it's him carrying around an axe in the woods doing different poses, like on fucking tree stumps and shit, and posing with, like, a chainsaw and shit like that. And, and dude, it's like, it's uh, like a mirror image. It really is. It's fucking crazy. I look at this guy, and I'm like, oh, my God, I could totally be doing this right now. Uh, yeah, missed opportunity, like huge. But I'm thinking what I need to do is like, because uh, E.L. Levy, right? He's doing a, a whole metal beard club. Have you seen that shit? 
No. He's he's he hit me up on Facebook and he sent me uh sent me a free sample of the of this beard oil that he's doing, right? And I'm just thinking I'm like, you know, we need to do a metal beard club calendar with all the beardos man and like do a fucking like straight up calendar with this shit and i mean I, i'm totally willing to do put my fat ass up in there and let's bring it yeah yeah i know you want to see it too don't don't lie bro <laughs> what what month is black crown initiate getting that's, that's <laughs> i know you know they're gonna be in there and kirk yeah. winstein for that matter oh mm-hmm. dude yeah there's some there's some good metal beards out there bro but yeah, out of, Ernesto, out of, Ernesto, I assume does not have a a Chuck level type of beard happening, but probably no. he's going to grow it now, right? No, 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 he won't. He's he's got a he's got a normal average size beard. It is funny because we all took a picture together of all the old dudes, right? And everybody sort of looks pretty pretty close to what they were. And then there's me. <laughs> it's like, whoa, <laughs> what happened to that guy? Oh, you don't want to know. You just don't want to fucking know. You don't even ask what happened to that guy. That's the thing with like my, with my wife. I need to like change my appearance drastically once every like four to five years just to convince her that uh, she's not actually put up with the same asshole for this long. <laughs> that's that's my whole strategy. Oh, I'll tell you what, man. Oh, well, uh, so what are you going to change? <laughs> you already got a shitty haircut, right? You got to work on something yeah, else. I, that's it. I'm going bald at the moment. Yeah, I. I my last haircut, I called it stage one comb over. Well, do your, uh, you know, go all Walter White on it, man. Shave your head and grow goatee, man. You just get that badass look, man. And you're like, yeah, yeah look, man. he's a badass now. Somehow I need to acquire enough testosterone to grow a, a you, reasonable goatee. You play the bad boy. Yeah, right. Well, it doesn't matter. You just grow a little short goatee and then use the just for men and blacken it out. And then it looks like it's a really tough goatee, you know, and be like, oh, look at that. I think I think doing the shave bald is is highly likely, and I, if I don't get a job soon, I think selling meth is pretty likely too. So. <laughs> the goatee, I think, is a little bit more a little, little more challenging. Well, with our guest on this week's show, we might be looking for another podcast job here soon enough. So, uh, thanks to Godless. Uh, I love this band. This is a this is a, I this is a band that I agreed to mainly because Godless would not stop for the two what. Going on three years of podcasting we've been doing on this show has gone nonstop about Dance Gavin Dance. I mean, like nonstop. And it's no lie. So I was like, finally, Halloween episode, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's yeah. fucking rock this shit out. Let's do it. And I, and I wanted to, like, you know, grill these guys a little bit, uh, you know, about because I also had some legitimate thoughts about why I didn't find them to be a metal band. And I think that I actually think I'm well founded in, in a certain way, but. I think it may just be my perspective, so I don't know. We, we, we talked to him about that. We talked to him about a lot of other stuff. They got a new album called Mothership. We'll hear a song off of that here in a little bit. Plus, we'll hear a new song from Horrors after that. So let's get into our interview with uh, Dance Gavin Dance on the Metal Sucks podcast. Thanks, Godless. Hey, what's up, Will? What's happening, man? I'm uh, rocking town in Nashville. Awesome, awesome. Will, <laughs> is it just you or is uh, is John on too? John's calling right now. He's right next to me. Oh, hey, all right. Hang on one second. I got him. Let's see if I can put him on here. Dude, guys, all right. So Chuck and I are talking before we go on, and you got to understand, like, all right, first of all, I'm like, you know, your number one fangirl for the last, and I'm a True. late, I'm a latecomer 
because I'm only got in through instant gratification. But oh. the, the last two albums are awesome, and the new album is fantastic. Chuck here is the dude with the obituary shirt. And the cargo pants, you know, or cargo shorts with the wallet chain and the whole thing. And he's like, fuck it off my lawn. Neandermental. Yes. (laughs) So, so how, you know, and unfortunately, like a bunch of our listeners are going to be kind of the same way. And I I don't get it. Do you understand why it is that old farts like Chuck just don't seem to connect with you guys? And yet they'll connect with other bands that to me seem like aesthetically are coming from a similar place. Well, I, I mean, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. And then for people who don't like it, I think it's, a, you know, whatever floats your boat type thing. There's so much stuff to be into. And to say that you should like something because it's similar to something else you like. I mean, there's tons of stuff. It, that, that's just too general, I think. And I don't mind if people don't like us uh, as long as hopefully they don't go online and try to convince everyone else not to like us too so much. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, people just like what they like, and I appreciate everyone has a difference of opinion. Yeah, I don't really expect metal people to like uh, dance, go dance, but um, I guess in general maybe the, the singing vocals might not be, uh, might turn off some metal heads. But we definitely have a fa- our fair share of people who like metal that listen to us, but, yeah, I think that our band has always had an initial, like, uh, you listen to it at first and maybe it uh, takes a while to grow on you turns you off at first or well with other people they you know immediately fall in love with it but in our experience in the past it's been kind of a hit or, hit or miss or love hate with the, the metal crowd the way i put it was that is i think metal people in general have a problem with boxes you know we like to put things in a particular box this is this this is that that's this and it's got to be together and i've kind of when i whenever i've thought of dance gavin dance i've always kind of put it in an alternative box along with like at the drive-in mars volta coheed and cambria like a completely different box which is not to say you know which is a pretty awesome fucking box you know but at the same time it's like it's it's different than what is in my wheelhouse so it's i don't know and i don't know how to explain it i don't know why that is either I, I have the same problem with a lot of music I listen to, too. I, I'm very particular, and people will be like, how could you like this band and not like this band? I mean, they're like the same thing. It's like, well, I just do, man. I'm just a picky motherfucker. <laughs> and right? so I totally understand it in other people because, I mean, you just like what you like. You connect with some shit, and you don't connect with other stuff. And uh, I think everyone's different, and I totally respect that. I just think that people have a problem with uh, you know, like not thinking thinking their way is the only way and then trying to impose that on other people where i'm more like a live and let live kind of guy yeah well it's so much easier to be let and let live when you have a number 13 debut and <laughs> billboard you know good point <laughs> well the other thing is, is that well for for me too is like i do also take notice you know i sit up and take notice when people are, are digging something especially if it's like my my radio on audience or something like that you know you guys are actually going to be cruising through austin here next week and coming to you know one of the pretty pretty good sized venues that's coming through here and you know i take note of that it's like well wait somebody's somebody's got this and somebody there's a reason somebody like this i need to check this out a little bit more myself and find out what i'm missing well, well one of you guys call chuck an asshole and be done with it Can we just <laughs> <you> do that <laughs> yeah go ahead it's fine <laughs> uh, we've we've been getting a lot of i mean we've gotten a good amount of hate over the years that uh so i'm just pretty used to it i'm just not i mean a, a guy who's got an obituary shirt on it's not surprising to me that he doesn't like <laughs> the listen to our band 
not shocking at all. So well, no, and but the thing is, though, is what I'm saying is, and and, and uh, you know, even though he's trying to get you to call me an asshole, I'm starting to come around a little bit. You know, it, when when I'm like, okay, now I'm starting. I've listened to Mothership. Good, it's a damn good record. It really is. Oh, thank you. So I do not disqualify you whatsoever, you know, and it's a, like I said, it's just a different box. Yeah, yeah totally. And uh, we've, I mean, we've been dealing that, with that with our own fans even because we've changed a lot record to record. And there will be, you know, we, we get the people in DGD shirts saying like, oh, man, I love that one DGD. I'll oh, fuck DGD now. Or like, <laughs> man, I love DGD. But I hate Johnny Craig. So like, uh, it's, we've gotten so much different hate and different, variety of fans and people who like only certain areas or people who appreciate the whole thing that I think we're we're just like kind of desensitized to the criticism at this point. It seems like like this you guys have got like the greatest strategy of a band and and all other bands should take note if your vocalist is not you know if you got more than one vocalist but the vocalist is not in charge of everything it's a great strategy to like change singers like you change pants because that way you know you always make sure that like the singer can't be boss you can't you know with the exception you know of course uh, you know present company of of course <laughs> but i mean I, I mean is that been sort of the thing like the singer's ego gets a little bit too big you go you know, hey, dude, pump. You know, go pump. Uh, why don't you get the rest of the guys some uh, some Cheetos from the gas station? And then he tear out. Is that what how that works? <laughs> yeah, uh, I wouldn't that. say it's like that. <laughs> maybe maybe a little bit. I don't know. It's. Uh, I mean, Will's always been the core writer of the band, so the we've had that maintained throughout the history. So the sound, core sound of the band's there, and then. the I think some of the, the singer changes has been like musical wanting to go in a different direction or functionality. Like the guy just isn't doing able to do his job. So we have to get somebody who could actually do the work that isn't involved in being our singer. It's it's usually not like an ego thing or like a fuck this guy. Like DGD's usually pretty much been run more democratically where we like vote on things and we try not to be on different pages and try and like make shit work for everybody. And I think that helps has helped with the longevity of the band because bands that are operated with one guy telling everybody what to do, uh, that guy usually gets on everyone's nerves and causes problems. And that's just not how we've been run. John, you're not like, uh, you know, you're, you're the one who's, who's standing next to him most of the time. Are you the one who, who keeps an eye on and, you know, maybe wants to make sure that they don't get a little bit too much stage time, that sort of thing? Or is, is it one of the other guys who's keeping an eye on that? Well, like during the, re I've always been working with the singer closely during the recording. So, and then I guess in a sense, yeah, I've been close, pretty close to each of the vocalists, but. Yeah, no, there's never, we don't really, uh, yeah, operate like, I guess, a lot of other bands. And then we take a lot of ups and downs and don't, I don't know, I see other bands getting, um, just having complications over small things. And we uh, tend to be able to not sweat the small stuff, and mainly because we have such big catastrophes that happen and then been able to move past those. But mm -hmm. yeah, no, I don't know if I have no huge egos or any sort of uh, pe one guy trying to control anything. 
I, I hope he doesn't hear this, and I'm sure you wouldn't tell him, but, you know, uh, Tillian's vocals to me have now come to sort of personify the band in many ways, as far as vocally as a, the of that clean vocal over previous vocals. When I hear the other albums, it doesn't quite sound like Dance Gavin Dance. You know what I mean? So I guess my question mm. would be like, you know, Will, when you're writing these new songs, are you, do you have his voice in mind now? And does that change how you are preparing the music? Yeah, definitely. Um, when I had Johnny as the vocalist, I like knew I could fuck around with R&B stuff and he'd be comfortable in that. When we had Kurt, I knew that we could do some more weird indie stuff and he'd be comfortable with that. Tillian like, has a little bit more of a pop sensibility, like to keep things moving um, vocally, it seems to me, and I have that in my mind while writing for him. Like, the first record I was writing blind with Tillian, like, acceptance speech was just like, I don't know what he's going to sound like, so I'm just going to write whatever. Uh, and that record turned out very, like, a jumble of styles. And then after that, I kind of got a feel for him. I just said gratification um, felt way more cohesive to me. Like, the music was more written for his vocals. And Mothership feels like we really got a good synergy going between what I thought he would bring to the table and what he did was like in kind of line with what I was wanting. You guys feel like it's a good direction for where you're, where you're at right now, where you keep want to go or you're wanting to go. Yeah, totally. It's been really fun. And I, I really like that people would, I, I would hope more people think like you, like this is what DGD sounds like now, which is partially why we don't try to get a singer who sounds just like our last singer. We like, if we get a new singer, it's like we want to do something new. We want a new face. We want to like evolve in a new direction and not just try to rekindle some old magic. So we try to d get different sounding people. And Tillian doesn't sound like or have the same style as any of our previous singers. And that's a benefit, in my opinion. Well, and hopefully yep. it's uh, growth and capability, too. You feel like he's got something that the other guys didn't have, too, you know, that you can work with in a different way. Yeah, yeah, totally. I definitely feel that uh, with Tillian. And, and John, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just going to assume that all of your vocalists have been uh, heterosexual. Does Tillian, like, bring in more girls after shows for himself at, like, a, what, like 100% more, 200% <laughs> more often than previous vocalists? What's the rate? How, how, at, at how well does 100%. he do? At he least 100%. Yeah, he's got that going on. Is it the uh, is it the smile or is it the pop sensibility? It's the Does voice. that inform? It's the voice. The girls love the yeah. voice. The I don't know. I think it's the hip shaking. Yeah, that too. Yeah, the model. He's got some like Elvisy moves, and you know, I, I just think that people like that. <laughs> <laughs> John, do you get like all of the girls with like you know like who are like angry and dark because you do the screaming stuff, and then he gets I all do. the ones who are like happy and. I get I get some of the weirder ones, you know. Yeah, lots of lip piercings. Yeah, I, 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 not even like how they look, more so just their yeah, kind of weirder personality wise, maybe. But I brought that on yeah, myself. Those are the long distance, really. You know, the valuable long term, long distance relationships are the the ones who are a little kind of you know screwy because they're interesting, right? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Portillion, he's got to go through a different girl every night. It's got to be so painful for him. It's exhausting. I can't believe that. I don't know how he does it. I'm trying to. I'm trying to sleep. This guy's just, you know. 
And Will's just kicking back. I'm just trying to play my guitar. That's all. You know. I I just remember the Actually, first DVD time. He has all pretty much relationships except for our bass players. So it's well, that, pretty that makes sense. Show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot more yeah, South Park least... watching than anything else. <laughs> well, at least what you're allowed to say. I understand that, but nobody wants a relationship with a bass player. That makes a lot of sense. Um, exactly. <laughs> That's what we always say. You guys got the new album. You go out on the road. Uh, you know, are you surprised when your record does so well in its debut week on Billboard? Yes, very surprised. We had we did not think it was going to do this well. We knew that it was going to do a little better than the last than instant gratification, but yeah, we weren't expecting it to uh, chart so high and uh, sell so well. And then the yeah, show. I wasn't even been, uh, sure great. it was going to do better, honestly. Because the climate has just gotten different. Like, since Instant Grat, I felt like uh, streaming and things have been killing CD sales even more. And I feel like even in the short time since Instant Grat's release, that CD sales are dropping more, bands are downtrending. And I was just like, man, like, even though I feel gross, I don't know if that's going to translate to CD sales because it's just getting worse and harder to sell albums. So for us to sell what we did, I was just blown away. Completely. So after you like email every ex member of the band, you know, with that news, because that's the first thing I do, like, what do you do after that? I mean, that's got to be, do you have like a band party or, you know, what what do you do? Yeah, that's, that's kind of what we did. We just drank. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we had like four bottles of champagne. We had a nice dinner. Yeah, just everyone was kind of just in shock. I can't oh, wow. imagine that, like, when you start writing these songs 10 years ago, you think to yourself, like, oh, we're going to be rock stars with this. It's too fucked up. I was Definitely just not. hoping to get uh, signed to the local, like, label. <laughs> it's completely accidental, almost obviously so, but now that it's happened, do you start to set your sights in a different way? Do you start to, like, think to yourself, oh, no, you know, next stop Rock and Roll Hall of Fame type of thing? No, I don't think, I think we just think about next record is definitely something that we're going to do. You know, it confirms that there will be a next record and probably one after that. And that it, I guess, injects more, uh, some new life into, or more excitement into the band just gets us, uh, happier to, uh, keep moving forward. Can't imagine more motivated. You got what? Seven albums in 10 years. That's like, you don't sit still. I don't believe you have relationships. <laughs> right. <laughs> If people bring that up, like, you guys work so hard, but I don't know, the writing and recording is, uh, yeah, it doesn't. It takes a few months, and then we, we still have time off. I don't know, we, we manage to get everything done. Doesn't, the, it feels like we're busy, but not, like, you know, we're not, like, exhausting ourselves or anything. Well, now that you've got something that plays a little bit differently, you've got, you know, what, about 20K in the first week or something like that, uh, is it going to change some of the strategy that, as you guys are going forward? You know, because, I mean, it may not be wise to six months later put out another record or a year later put out another record. It might be, you know, are you planning on, like, hitting the touring a little harder than you had been? Well, yeah, I have to so. kind of play it by ear, like, because touring is so unpredictable, figuring out what tours you'll get and, you know, when to do them and what offers come in. Like, hopefully, yeah, it'd be nice since we put out IG and uh, Mothership so quickly to do a little longer touring so that we could vary up the sets and 
do like a good variety of the stuff from both albums because we still haven't done like most of the songs live and it'd be nice because we kind of like to go through and play pretty much all the songs on the record every time and these came out like really quick fire so that would be really cool but if like tours aren't looking like they're gonna happen or something we wouldn't have any problem going into the studio again as well it kind of just depends on what happens but things are going really well right now and i don't see us really needing to hit the studio again for like another like year year and a half hopefully well because i mean you hear from a lot of bands though that the studio part is the is the red you know the the money makers and the touring or you know nowadays but i mean if you know this may be a change for you guys now that you're you're actually selling records i like the writing honestly man so i yeah a lot of bands always say that or i'll hear like big bands like uh one of the dude from Aerosmith saying uh, people don't care about the new music so why even go in the studio because yeah. like, it's fun and that's how you like grow as an artist <laughs> and i like the writing process and trying to explore new sounds and stuff uh, so that's kind of actually one of my favorite parts of it is writing recording and hearing a new record that you made and being like oh sick <laughs> we made this it's going to be so much easier to write songs while you're lying in your brand new backyard pool. That's that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm pretty frugal, man. I don't think I'm going to be buying any underground pool. Yep. Everybody says they're frugal until they get money. You know, come on. <laughs> well, we haven't gotten that's it a- yet. So we're, we're hoping. Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when we talk to the guys from Protest the Hero and they have that like big uh, uh, crowdfunding thing and I'm like, come on, you bought one stupid thing, right? What's the stupid thing you bought? And they're like, well, we bought a really nice camera, but we use it to make videos. It's like, come on. What's going on? I mean, you guys are going to buy one stupid thing, right? You're going to get like a, a stupid Prevo that you can you can you know blow a bunch of money on? <laughs> yeah, we all got jet skis. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We don't want anything that can, like, you know, uh, hurt a member of the band. That's really a bad idea, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Not anybody go breaking their arms or anything. Was it earlier in your career when you guys realized that, like, look, you know, we're playing music for these, uh, you know, these long hairs and and stuff, and, and it's just not clicking with them, even though you guys are playing froggy metal with with screaming vocals and the whole thing it's just not clicking with them we need to try a different audience was that on purpose or did that just happen as you go along the way um, it just happened in a blend yeah it just happened like we're on tour with the contortionist good tiger uh, we we definitely have a crossover um like i think we, we have fans who like periphery a lot i don't know we have a various i think prog kind of crossover definitely happens but it's just yeah our, our fan base is, is varied in, in that sense i mean like good tiger and contortionist it's funny because chuck and i were talking about them earlier it's like both those bands have have in a way and maybe it's still too early to say with good tiger but obviously some of the best music it's in the uh, that's happening is on that tour with the three of you but um uh you know contortionists have been a metal band in that metal world and it seems like it really would be a um, the box uh, i'm talking uh, about you know yeah they're in that box and it's like i can imagine you guys sitting around you know when everybody's go, you know uh, uh you know eating a taco before the show you go hey you guys are in the wrong freaking box look at our money and by the way we'll buy you the taco right <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. contortionists in a way is kind of in the same shoes we are where we play a genre and we're kind of transitioning to all kinds of other things and you know you, you people want to put you in that box and contortionists has come from you know 
metal and some very tech background. And their last record was a big departure from that, and people want to still put them in their old box. So yeah. taking them out on tour were two bands, like trying to peel the multiple styles, and I think that's a nice crossover. You you guys are kind of building your own box at this point. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's definitely a, a lot of younger. I've noticed seeing a lot of younger fans that um, enjoy all sorts of styles, and that there maybe there's not as many just metal purists and, and as there once were. It's definitely not true. It's just old farts like Chuck could do that. Well, you know, and and, 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 and part of part of I'm trying to I try to unplug at least a little bit and go okay, okay, don't 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 be that guy. Uh, don't just go see the check boxes I like. All right, go, go check everything out. So, you know, and willing to give everything a chance these days. And I think it's it's hard to convince those fans to do so. So uh, mm-hmm. I think doing what you're doing where you bring some of those things together on a tour like that is a great way to do that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks. So it's, I, we like variety on tour and trying to not just have it be one thing the whole time. Like, because you see that so many times you'll you'll go to a show and it's like every band is all breakdowns or every band is all this or that and it's just like why would you want to sit through fucking five hours of that you know you want some variety you want it to be like a cohesive show Opening bang, jen 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 jen. Second band is jen 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 jen. Third band jen 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 jen. Oh no, I can't take it anymore. Hey, well, can I ask you a personal question? Sure. All right, so like with with the riffs that you're writing, right? It's it's freaking all over the place. You don't get lazy with anything you're playing. There's no jink 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 jink, right? I I hate power chords. <laughs> right? Yeah, you're you're constantly playing notes. Your fingers are dexterity flying all over the place. I guess my question is, like, I hate to ask it this way, but I'm curious. Do you masturbate the same way? Do your fingers like do crazy things like all the time? No, man, I think it's pretty boring. I was even watching Jarhead the other day, and he was talking about masturbating with his left hand as opposed to the right hand, and I was like, well, I've never even done that. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> so you're ginching, 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 you know, up there in the bathroom with, with the door locked, you know, but you really should be going like that, you know? Yeah, you know, you're right. I have all this dexterity. I'm not even using it. <laughs> but you gotta save it you know you gotta save it up for the right thing that's right. i mean i, I mean it, 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 i mean if 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 you have that kind of dexterity i would imagine i mean that's why someone dates a guitarist yeah but you don't that, you don't use it on yourself that's the whole point well yeah but no, do you, I, now no, here's I, the question I, do, I, do you I use it? it yeah i've heard my fingers are very good that's, see, that's good. see that's I, what i'm it, saying it just comes naturally exactly <laughs> Do you have any tips? I mean, no pun intended, but you know, um, the faster is not better. Mm. Ah. Mm. <laughs> I don't know how to apply that. that. Take, it. <laughs> <laughs> take that how you will. Right. Another no pun intended. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good now, now, have, have you? Are you guys all just in long-term relationships, or is anybody actually uh, officially hitched? Um, our fill-in guitar player is married. Yeah, he's a fill-in. That doesn't count. Um, so now the next question is: When the girlfriends or boyfriends start seeing, you know, the, the you guys are charting as high as you are and pulling the kind of crowds that you guys are pulling, do they start to get a little nervous that you know they need to like nail you down? 
Because um, I mean, you guys are now in prenup territory, I assume, at this point, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're all get, we're all in our thirties, starting to yeah. to uh, get serious. So you guys are putting out seven albums in ten years. I'll bet you you're like spitting out seven kids in ten years. That's kind oh, of man, You guys are going no into comfortable territory here. <laughs> 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 Asking about how you masturbate that wasn't uncomfortable, but. <laughs> The breathing thing. That, that's gonna make you uncomfortable. Okay. Okay. Well, no, but for me and my relationships, I always kind of make. I I wouldn't date a girl who wants kids like now. So any relationship I've been in, it's been with a girl who doesn't want kids like ever or not for a long time because I don't either. So at least that's like never gonna be a topic or argument. Well, that's kind of cool that you're in one of those places where you can actually, like, have that kind of pickiness, you know? Yeah. <laughs> For me, it was like I dated the ones who would return my call. <laughs> that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, and, dude, your moms must be freaking out, right? <laughs> of course. Yeah, they're happy. Awesome. They're like, oh, finally. Now I can stop <laughs> bugging you about becoming a doctor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you got the fingers for it, Will, so, there you, you know, you could, I wouldn't I <laughs> yeah. wouldn't close that yeah, out. Yeah, don't give it up uh, just yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some amateur surgery. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody asked me to deliver their baby the other day. So, like, yeah, Whoa. why not, you know? <laughs> as long as it wasn't the girlfriend, you're all right. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the new album is awesome, guys. Love it. Love what you do, and uh, stick with it. It's going to be great. And uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's been great to watch uh, and follow what you guys have been doing over the last couple of years. And I'm sorry, I missed the first eight. God damn it! <laughs> it's all good, no worry. Yeah, that is fine, man. Thank you so much. Give me that chemist, let me play some shit. Pass me some poison, let me take a Trust embarrassed and drop nerdling up But failure is painful and lying is fun Dress code cocktails looking so fancy We feel like we're a little bit classy Tears to the back, back, we're not dead Swimming with the sharks, but we're still not dead yet Psycho-acro, rides of virus Optimistic, magic fixing pills I'm so right through, that's my life, bro Underwater don't let this moment go to waste You don't know when the feeling could happen again Don't let this moment go to waste You don't know when the feeling could happen again Touch me, taste me, tell me I'm not faded Tell me that I look just like a man Yeah!
Subscribe to the Metal Sucks Podcast today. new song from Horrors right there. Their new album is out in stores right now called Gold on E1. If you haven't checked it out, you need to, man. It's their new label home. 
Uh, they're going to be available overseas over on SPV. The debut LP was recorded, uh, let's see, uh, was it Parhelion Studios, I think, with producer Ryan Betch? I think that's how you pronounce that. It's spelled just like my name, so I should be able to figure it out. It'd be both. Well, never mind. Uh, he produced Helmet, Fu Manchu, Melvin's. Uh, artwork was done by Patrick Copeland, and Gold is... I would say an a awesome step up from their last uh, EP that they put out called Clean in 2013, which just was it was huge. I mean, critics loved it. I loved it. I became a fan of the band and their live show and everything else based on that EP. And this one is a step above that. Band is going to join Torch in supporting Red Fang later this fall. Dates are going to kick off November 18th at Slims in San Francisco on Spanning Coast to Coast, wrapping up at the Wonder Ballroom in Portland on December 17th. So if you get a chance, get out there and go check out that tour and check out the new album from Whores called Gold. And it's only, of course, on the uh, Metal Sucks podcast. Good stuff. Can't miss tour. I mean, oh, dude, it is. It really is. I mean, you know, Red Fang is just awesome to start off with. And. Uh, you know, Torch kicks so much ass. And Horrors, man, they're one of those that I, I, I saw. Where did I see them? It was the small room at, at Mohawk. So this tiny little, tiny little venue and just explosive, man. Those guys were so good. They really are. Great live band. So, yeah, if you get out there, go check them out, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, so far, we got the Halloween episode rolling. We got the Dance Gavin Dance. And now... <laughs> Uh, the scariest part of the entire show. We're gonna continue. We're gonna talk about asking Alexandria. I, I still don't understand why you're so scared. <laughs> don't I'm get just. It. I'm trying to. I'm trying to create a mood. I'm trying to create a theme, bra. The Black by Asking Alexandria is one it's of a the good best song. albums yeah. of the year. It's it I mean, is actually good. I can't. I I hate to say. I hate to say that. I don't know why, but I really do. It. I played it on my show. You know, I played it you on um, No Control Radio. It's good. It really is to. pretty damn good. Yeah. And, and and so, you know, you add to that the fact that now the singer on that album is now an ex-member of the band. Which is and crazy. Totally crazy because it's one of those things where, can you imagine, can you possibly imagine if... Like James Hetfield was not on the Black Album; they had some other dude, and then they brought him back for Load. You know, yeah, I it know. would be I know. It's, that's totally bizarre. You know, to, to even possibly imagine. You know, but Anthrax has done it. You know, they they brought back uh, Belladonna. Uh, yeah, I mean, who, you know, uh, Tesseract did it. Uh, Tesseract, Tesseract did it. Yeah, uh, you know, like more recently. I, I mean, the the one thing that you notice, uh, I guess, more than anything else about this and. And some of those other things is that the vocalist is becoming just like a guitarist, just like a bass player, just like a drummer, uh, just another tool in the shed of a band at this point. You know what I'm saying? It's like they can find somebody that can at least do what the other guy did and do it well or do it better. You know, so be it. The weird thing about this one to me is is, is going back to the old guy, uh, it, you know, if forsake somebody else, you know, which is kind of I don't know. It's like, how bad does the second guy have to piss you off? That you're like, well, fuck it. The guy who pisses off the first time is okay again. Let's bring that guy back, you know? Yeah. Or or is it like, yeah, I was, having not been divorced, I have no idea what that feels like. Is it just like going, I really liked banging that girl, and I thought I was going to like this one over here, but it's not quite as good as it was over there. Maybe I want to go back to my ex-wife. You know, is it something like that maybe? I don't know. That's a, the dynamics have got to be so weird because you've you got to- right? Yeah, because there are things that that person pissed you off about in the van. Yeah, you know, I guarantee up. it. Yeah, that you 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 just like, and then as soon as that person was gone, you were like, 
oh my god thank god they're gone whatever those pet peeves were you know like they they always hang their wet towel on my uh, on my on the freaking chair and i like to sit in that chair or the you know it's the the like they always show up to every single practice 15 minutes late no matter what i do even when i schedule them to arrive 30 minutes early they still manage to be 15 late. whatever that pet peeve is like you're so glad to have it gone and then it comes back. It's like, it's not just the person. Mm. It's all the baggage that comes with them of who they are and those things that, it, you know, that you kind of don't like about them. Well, yeah. What's the, God, are you familiar with the timeline of a, like a, what the timeline is on all this? I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember if I can, if I can piece out when, how long the new guy's been in the band? Well, the, the new uh, guy's only been in the band for like two years. This yeah, is right. It's, it's short, right? It's only this record, yeah. and it's only like 15, 2015, 2016 or something like that, right? Dennis exactly. Stoff, is that right? Yeah. Yep. So he's yep. only been in there for just a short period of time, and uh, Danny Warshop was in there for 15 years, or no, 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 it's shorter than that. It's like six or seven years maybe before that, right? I think it was well. I think he was with them right from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, he was well, like a core founding point. member. So I guess yeah. two thousand seven, two thousand eight. And, I, and so I don't know if you remember that uh, there was a panel at South by Southwest that the drummer was on, and he was just talking about like the the guys in the band. They lived in the van. Yeah, you know that was, and he said, you know, is we're our career has been growing and growing. We still think of ourselves as these. We are we're the those dudes who were in that little van, you know. Yeah. Sharon Baloney, you know, that's what we did, and it, to try to survive. And so we still look at each other and remember that. And I thought that was really interesting for hear him say that because, you know, they got to look at this guy that they got from the Ukraine or whatever who's singing for him, and they got to go. You don't know what mm. got us here that guy's first gig was a monstrous gig compared to what they've had to deal with yeah yeah their first gig w- was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of shit gigs you know yeah it's it's hard to not resent somebody for that a little bit hmm. I, well i mean i don't know even about resent is as much as uh, you know how bad does dennis have to be for them to go wait <laughs> wait 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 or or, or like I said, it's a, it's a grass is greener, you know, because something that short has just got to be like, wow, we had no fucking idea. <laughs> you know, we, it was like we we thought we had it bad. Uh, it's always yeah, funny we to had me. No fucking like, idea. You know, I'm not like big on like you know uh, surfing on news from asking Alexandria, but I love the band. So if I see a headline, I go, oh, I wonder what that is. And so like you know, uh, about two months ago, three months ago, it was like. Uh, oh, the guitarist is uh, uh, talking to the old vocalist again. Uh, it, it, whenever I see that, I go, eh, give it a year or two. And it was like, no, give it eight weeks, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. And then there's a lot of he said, she said between the different camps of this and that and all that stuff. And Always is. I mean, yeah, and that's to be expected. You know, I mean, it's something that just can't be avoided. And because, because really, you know, I guess Dennis was or he was accused of. Uh, basically kind of cutting off cutting himself off you know just not quick communicating with the band or whatever so it's like you know he's he's a young guy his first gig ever performing with anybody was with asking alexandria for a huge adoring audience right so this guy thinks that that success is easy he he's he's ruined 
because mm-hmm. he he's gonna be you watch it in a few years he's gonna be like trying to he'll be like pulling off a paul diano you know like you know playing a small <laughs> club expecting that the catering is gonna be freaking sweet backstage and it's kind of not you it'll, know it'll, it'll be dennis uh, stoff's the black or uh something yeah. like <laughs> something like that uh, and uh, I don't maybe. mean any ill will to the guy. I mean, I, I mean, it's tough. You know, you're 23, 24 years old. Everything has come super easy up to that point. You don't realize, it, and, and he's never had an opportunity to realize that it's hard. He's he's like he's like the metal equivalent of a child star. Well, you know, and too, I think also didn't he like have a kid or something like that? Like that, like that kind of not like he was taking time off to, to for the birth of his daughter or something like that. Uh, I think there's like some other stuff that happened in there too, and you know, I mean, it's. I think the other thing that you wind up with is that when you're with a group of guys for a long period of time in a band, you know, you you kind of develop the sort of the same expectations out of things and the same timeline for things in a lot of cases. Like we decided together that we weren't going to have families because of blah and that it wasn't the right time because this is what the band was doing now that we're all kind of wanting to do the same sort of thing we're able to blah 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 blah, you know and they kind of grow and develop and mature in a certain way and then you find other people if you somebody decides to bow out that are sort of in that same place that you are it sounds like he was not in that same place where these guys were where they're on the upswing and they're about to just say fuck it we're touring 24 7 you know this guy's like hmm Wait a minute. Exactly. You know, he's yeah. just in a different place in his life. And that's and you know, that's a totally legit thing. But, you know, if you made the commitment at the same time, it's like, well, why the fuck did what what, what were we doing? But, you know, I'm I I think the the strangest thing is not the fact that they broke up with the new guy. It's that they were able to reconcile enough and bring the old guy back. Yeah. You know, like that's the thing that gets me. And and you know that it's gotta work, you know. <clears throat> if he if he doesn't last again, excuse me that that's weird yeah 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 Yeah, exactly well i mean it's the tesseract example it's like okay when daniel tompkins came back to tesseract man you're like wait 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 wait, wait. ash o'hara i totally got used to that guy or i totally got used to elliot or i totally got used to julian or i totally get wait god damn it there's like five different vocalists that were in that band but when when daniel came back to the band he it was like kismet and you were like oh shit this is it and, you yeah. know, that record is like, oh, shit, this is the, like Polaris is like, bam. Right. You know what I'm saying? So such a great record. This having such a great record that they just made with the new guys like, oh, that's kind of weird to be coming back with the old guy on such a kind of good. You know what I mean? That that's it's a weird it's a different situation. So totally. Uh, and then and then you got like the band going, hey, look, um. We're not going to play too many of those songs that we wrote with you. <laughs> We're doing mostly the, the shit that stuff. the new guy, the, I'm sorry, old guy did. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, that was that, that actually is better. You know? I don't and, know. But I, I think it just kind of is, is par for the course now that everybody's replaceable in any band at any time. You know, uh, you know it's. I don't think the... The singer used to be kind of the cult of personality, and you still get that, I guess, every once in a while when they're unique, uh, and not just unique in sound, but also unique in personality, where you got like a Randy Bly or somebody like that who's got you know a particular sound, but also a personality that goes with the band and kind of represents it as well. That's one thing, right? So you, those are those are getting fewer and farther between, where you've got a guitarist who is the front man for the band, not, while you have a singer standing off to the side. You know, that's not typical or wasn't typical 15, 20 years ago. 
now that's Van Hagar, some, you know. Well, I mean, it's it's, but that's still kind of atypical because those guys were as big as each other. I would say Hagar uh, was as big no. as Van Halen. Dude, no, dude, whatever. He had he's one got his own. Song. He's got his own tequila, bro. So yeah, you know, he got that after he Van Halen. He can't drive fifty home. fucking five, man. All right, whatever. But that's man. all he had, though. Yeah, so that whatever. was all he had. Whatever, dude. But what I'm saying is that is that the. But there was more star power to go around back then. Now there's just not as yeah. much. You're just seeing more people that are in bands that aren't the singer be the star. And I think that's kind of a kind of a new thing now versus then. You know what I'm saying? It's not everybody. It's a great, so. it's a great way to let you know the current vocalist and every other vocalist that you have in the band know that, hey, you can't boss the rest of us around. You know, you may think you know you're the boss because that's the way it's historically been and you may think that you are invaluable uh but uh no well yeah. this this may poke a hole in your theory of singer and staff your yeah. your your method may be a little bit off and different now you know because we got rid of the singer he is now staff so yeah. it's like yeah. you know it's cha- it changes the way of the whole thing so it's like well it's Hmm. It's a great strategy. If I were like a non-singer in a band, I'd be like looking to try to replace the singer just so I could bring him back later on, just <laughs> to keep his ego in check. Just you know? to keep him on his heels a little bit. You yeah. Know? Like, oh, good times. Yeah, you might need to. Yeah. Fuck you. All right. Come on. If you ever wanted a reminder that I would be the worst member of any band ever, there's, there's another reminder. Well, that's one reminder. Just listen to the other episodes of the podcast. Probably figure out a few other ones, too. Speaking of which, uh, we got to wrap this thing up, man. Make sure you are subscribed to this podcast. You can go back and listen to all of them. 169 is where we're at right now. So if you want to go back and listen to all 168 episodes, you can do so in a bunch of different ways. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google, wherever you get your podcasts, and then go back a certain way, I think, on those. Or if you go to the podcast at metalsucks.net, bam, you can find all of them listed right there on the webpage. And listen to them, download them, check them out, see what you think, because there's a couple of decent interviews in there. You know, maybe leave us a comment, leave us a couple of stars on iTunes, a review, that sort of thing. We would appreciate it. So uh, thank you to everybody who already has. If you want to uh, join us on social media, I'm at Bearded Ape. I am at Godless Speaks on Facebook and Spotify uh, as well. But uh, additional thought, maybe they should stop asking Alexandria anything. It's good <laughs> advice. You know what I mean? Uh, and then you. Wait, wait, wait. It's all good. Go ahead. Well, and then you can also find us uh patreon.com slash Chuck and Godless. So you can dig us up there. You can be uh, become a supporter. We'd appreciate that. Get the podcast early. Get extras and other stuff that we got on there. So there's a lot of cool stuff that you're going to get right off the bat if you uh, become a subscriber. We'd appreciate that. Uh, you can find me doing music uh, as far as metal at No Control Radio. I have a little yeah. radio station that I've got here in Austin and a show that I do. So if you want to dig that up, uh, I'd love to have you uh, become a fan. If I want to give a... Well, go oh, ahead. I'm sorry, I'm give a quick shout out to uh, the, the guys at the Post Flop poker podcasts if you're a poker uh uh you love playing poker like i do uh, they gave me a shout out on their podcast and uh and uh author mike turner uh one of the guys on the show uh hooked me up with some books that he's got on amazon uh, uh on uh, sit, sit and go strategy and that sort of thing so um uh, mike turner uh look up his books and and check out the pulse flop poker pod podcast good guys and another mention for one of our friends doc coyle who just started a podcast of his own as well yes. you might have seen that on metalsucks.net the x-man uh we we love that man he is a damn good dude and now he's our damn competition so fuck you doc God all right that's it damn. 
it's over, man. It's uh, our relationship cut off, bro. No, he's a he's a badass, man. I listened to the first episode this week uh, with uh, John Becklin of uh, uh, formerly of Devil, Devil Driver, and it's uh, yeah, it's very good, dude. He did a great job with it, so I'm looking forward to some of the new episodes. So if you're out there, look for that podcast as well. You know, yeah, good friends doing good stuff, man. I like it, I like it. All right, so let's wrap this thing up. Dumb out, done. All right, till next week. I am G. I'm Chuck. <laughs> Godless. <laughs> this is another Metal Sucks podcast. Listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com.